Hey Warriors, this is Amy. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to the Unqualified Therapists, Inc. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you guys had a good week and enjoyed our chakra um, lesson from Sarah. I totally learned a ton, and hopefully you did as well. And I felt like I was able to like add it into my yoga practice as well. Yay! Yeah. So this is this is hard. Are we ready? We're ready. I'm taking a sabbatical from murder. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I was gonna applaud and I couldn't. I couldn't make I, my hands go together. I, this is very hard for me because I love it so much. I listened to Morbid's episode twenty, I believe, in twenty one. So back in the day, mm-hmm. when they were like in the Amy Sarah stages of things, right? <laughs> talking about like dreaming of going on the road. Yeah. And um, their toy box killer. Oh my god, it's the worst. And episode I ever. have been listening to true crime. I mean, we could go back to Dateline 2020, you know, and then my favorite murder and morbid and criminal and uh, whatever, any of them. Never in my fucking life have I heard anything like the toy box killer. And then they also, the reason I went back to that is because their most recent episode was about the girl in the box. Yes. Both of those episodes did me in. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't really, like, think about anything else. All I thought about was this torture that occurred in these situations. And, you know, I I have a pretty good stomach for that. Yeah. And this fucked me up. It's bad. So, I'm on day... I'm on day three of my my (laughs) sabbatical. How's it going? Um, it's, It's going. I downloaded a book on Audible. Good for you. What book is it? Um, The Hate You Give. That sounds intense. Well, it's, you know, it's one to listen to, everyone says, and it's award-winning, and it's fantastic. It's from a teenage girl's perspective on, um, yeah, I'm not going to give any of it away, but it's very good. Very good. It has to do, it's very relevant to, to like, um, police shootings with um, black young males. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very good. So I listened to that while I did some things this weekend. And my plan is to dive into the new podcast with Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen. Get the hell out. Right? (gasps) That sounds amazing. So that is my plan. What's it called? Do you know? I don't know what it's called. But um, I'm sure it'll be very easy to to I listened to the first few minutes and what I fucking loved was oh Barack was like he's not the fucking president anymore so I'm just gonna say it how it is oh, that's and so he, great. it was great because he's like I've sat back for the past four years <laughs> and fucking watched my entire like whatever yeah, I've legacy, done just get just like collapse. just collapse but um him and Springsteen talk it out and it's cool that is very cool and I'm very excited to dive in deeper to that as well as my books um, that doesn't mean I'm taking a sabbatical from murder forever okay. I just I just needed a little cleanse <laughs> a cleanse the palate as they say on morbid right yes. she's like just cleanse the palate with a joke yes. so I'm cleansing the palate and I'm going back next Friday but do not 
investigate this toy box killer unless you want to be fucked up yeah, royally do in the head. It's really bad. And, and the fact coming that, from us. Yeah. You know. You know. It's an intense case. It's now everybody's gonna go listen to it because they're gonna be so curious. They're all gonna be. They're all gonna be fucked up because of us. That's what I would do if somebody was I like, would do "Don't go too. listen." I would to do this. it too. I would do it too. But I, <laughs> I just have to like trigger warning upon trigger yeah, warning. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. There's just a lot of torture. In of so women. many ways, I would have just been like, "I just kill me, God, yeah. please." I would beg God to kill me, like right yeah. there. Same with the box, the woman in the box. Um, the both, fact that you listened to both of those back to back, I did, has to be exactly why you need this because I've listened to both of them, but they were very and, and the toy apart. box was two episodes. So I listened to yeah, three, three episodes. episodes. <gasps> now here's what I've realized about Yikes. myself is I can listen to I listen to about five hours of audio a day. Yeah, and that's Same. podcast, books, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We love each other. Yeah. And we love all of you. People, let me tell you about my best friend. (laughs) No, you're not allowed to sing that to me. Oh, okay. Do you know why? No. I think you sang that song to Jill. No, I didn't. Oh, then you're definitely allowed to sing it to me. Okay. (laughs) I absolutely did not. Because I don't want to have anything to do with that bitch. No. No. Mm -mm. That's what I'm realizing, too, is I'm real protective of my, like, five people in my life. Like, I I will fucking cut you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, something just happened right now with Mike. I was like, what do you want me to do? I'll go. I'll go. (laughs) I'll go now. What's the address? Tell me. What's their blood type? Because I will Uber (laughs) there currently. What's their social security number? (laughs) I just, I'm so protective of my people that I will, I'll take you out. Uh, Earl. Earl. (laughs) Because Earl had to die. So, it's funny that we're talking about empathy today Mm. because I think that the reason we're so loyal and fierce for our people is because we feel them literally yes you are spot on I'm gonna get into that Ooh. but before we do (laughs) let's just get into an Amy's first oh Amy's first it's an Amy's first it's an Amy's first it's an Amy's first was I supposed to say something at the end there Ah, I knew that. I knew I missed my cue. Okay. And this is interesting because I am a true and blue empath. And one of the signs of an empath, which I'm going to discuss, is that you love animals. Not me. I was like, I'm like, I don't know if I call her out on a podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. I know my truth. I'll speak, I'll speak it clearly. It's or do fine. I just let her say it? It's totally fine. I have put up with animals. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, not gone to people's houses. I have, like, avoided them my whole life. Like, I just... It wasn't my deal. Like, I just I just felt like they were a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And so, lately... I feel like I'm... Like, you're not even speaking English right now to me. <laughs> you sound just like Mike, who thinks I'm a serial killer now. He's... He, like, got... He got... His eyes started watering. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong? And he's like, I just can't understand I you. Can't, I can't understand... All right. Well, here's the deal, guys. I just don't like them. Okay? And I have to say that as I'm becoming more evolved, I'm realizing that it's not that I don't like them. I don't like the messes they bring with their business of living. Like poop and pee messes? Poop, pee, shedding. Oh, Shedding. Trying chewing. to kiss me with your freaking nasty ass face? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> That's all Crosley does is kiss. Mm-hmm. So Sarah has Crosley who does not give two shit that I don't like animals. Yes. 
Crosley loves me. He loves you. Loves me. <laughs> Two pieces. Does not leave me alone. And Lola is the other lovely dog, dog of this Question family. Mark. <laughs> Question mark. And she's sixteen, uh-huh. folks. Just to let you know, she's sixteen and blind and deaf. Yes. Poor Lola. I, I mean, I have no issues with Lola. It's just <laughs> that I went to go pee. In Sarah's bathroom in her bedroom. <laughs> That's how you know we're close friends. Yes. Um, you get to use the master bath. But anyways, <laughs> so I didn't know. I'm going to be real honest. I didn't know Sarah could hear me. Because, <laughs> like, I have a really big thing with peeing in front of people. Like, I have to do my multiplication tables. I have to turn on water. Are like, you serious? Mike is real, like, confused by it. Like, I'm pretty confused, too. We can have sex, and I have to pee, and I'm like, oh, my God, can you leave the room? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to turn on the water and the fan. Are you and serious? then I'm like, seven times seven is 40. Oh. <laughs> so I can't be in front of anyone. It just won't come out. Wait, tell me more about this. I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Why are you doing multiplication tables? I'm sweating. Oh my God. I don't know. I can't I just told the world. <laughs> Okay, I cannot believe that just came out. <clears throat> okay, why? I don't know. I found it to be a way to pee, pee in public. I only like to go at home, away from everyone. Oh my god! So I found that if you count, you can count, or you can do your multiplication tables, but it has to be like something like that that like takes your mind off of peeing, okay. and I guess it relaxes you maybe, so you can uh-huh. pee. Otherwise, I swear to God, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to pee, never peed, got up and pretended like I peed for <gasps> the toilet wash, uh-huh, and I'm just so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah. I just can't. And then I'm like, I've been in here for so long and I can't pee. Oh. Yeah. The bathroom issues with Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Love me. Um, so, yeah. I'm in, I'm peeing in Sarah's master bathroom and there's no door. So, hi, welcome to my hippie home. <laughs> it's very hippie and it's cool, but I didn't realize she could hear me doing these things. Otherwise, I would have never been able to pee. But here's the conversation, and she can jump in as she remembers things as well. But I, Lola starts going, oh, 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 and I'm like. Fuck, don't die on my watch. <laughs> like, I'm in mid pee, pants down. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, are you okay? Don't I stomp my feet? I Because st- that's all yeah. she. So, okay. <laughs> Let me just set the scene here. I'm sitting in my master bedroom. We have like a seating area too. And I thought she was in the closet, so I didn't know. <laughs> and I'm sitting she there left. like covering my mouth because I was dying because I hear Amy going through this whole experience. <laughs> and my. <laughs> so. Because my dog's 16 years old, she, like, she'll drink too long for, like, too long, and then she gets, like, I don't know if she, like, gets down the wrong pipe or, like, chokes on her own spit like I do all the time or what, but she's, so Lola starts her, (laughs) (laughs) and she kind of sounds like she's dying. She, I swear to God, it was her last breath. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing my pee. Yeah, so Amy's like, oh, honey, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, 
Oh, honey, are you okay? Oh, please be okay. Please don't die. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking to you. You can't see me or hear me. <laughs> and then she takes her feet on the floor. Can you feel the vibrations of my feet, Lola? Come toward the vibrations. <laughs> this is 100% how it went down. I don't have any pants on. I'm trying to pee. And I'm like trying to also save this 16-year-old dog when I don't even like dogs. But it clearly I do. Because I'm like, please don't do this to me. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so amazing. And, and I'm like, I just Sarah. Like, Sarah. I was like, is this normal? I'm like, she's fine. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> like on Christmas vacation with the dogs, like yakking up. <laughs> He's like, is he okay? He's like, don't worry. He'll get it up. He's like, oh. He's like, there it is. <laughs> Honest to God. This is like Sarah's baby. I mean, like, honestly, it's like Helen Keller and they still keep her. it. So I birthed her from my womb. I mean, like, you know, if you like, you know, I don't know, like this child cannot die Mm-mm. with me trying to pee. Yeah. It's all bad situation. Then I'll never, then I'll be traumatized. You would be. And, and then multiplication tables won't even help. No, you'll just never go I to could the bathroom be, again. I could be trying to do the square root and it'd be like still stuck. You're going to have to walk around with a catheter, like a permanent <laughs> catheter. <laughs> because you're too traumatized to pee. Oh, boy, guys. So, I'm not sure what that was the first of, a dog almost dying. You you caring about a dog. I didn't care. I you didn't. Cared. I really didn't want Lola to die. I could tell. <laughs> I really didn't. So, Mike has a dog as well, who stays with us sometimes when he stays. And I just um, love the... <sighs> and I've just, like, I've realized through her, I can understand why people who have my mental health issues have dogs as mm-hmm. support dogs. Mm-hmm. I do, I, she grounds me with mm-hmm. just even just her breathing or her pressure of her body. Yes. Mm-hmm. But last night, <clears throat> Mike had the boys and he was out and there were specific directions on letting her out to go to the bathroom. So I, I'm like, okay, I let her out. And I, I don't know, I guess I was like talking to her like, oh honey, do you have to go pee pee poo poo? Like, and I'm like talking and I'm yes, like, oh, normal. she's spinning in a circle. <laughs> Lily, I turn, she's on the ground laughing hysterically. <laughs> she goes, I cannot wait to tell Mike this. She's like, this is the funniest shit ever. And I was like, why? And she was like, you're just saying the most ridiculous things. And I was like, well, I don't know how to get her to poop. Like, I'm like, maybe she's trying to find a spot. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Oh my gosh. No, you are doing what pet owners do. It's, we it's, talk to them like they're going to talk back. Oh, it's so weird. It is, but it's, it makes sense when you, when you do it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet, but Amy and pets. <sighs> wow. Ta-da. Right. Yeah. I didn't expect you to learn the pee thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was Unfucking planned. I have never heard about doing multiplication tables while you pee. And that was like before the internet, so I made that up myself. Wow. That solution. That's you like you were doing mindfulness and grounding. Before I was you even knew. before, like in elementary school, trying to pee during. Aww. Yeah, seriously. It's time to get into it. Let's so Sarah and I are both empaths, and as I have researched, this is the most I've ever researched it. I always knew I was an empath just from people telling me and then from a little bit of research mm-hmm. and sometimes like Instagram comments or yeah. quotes, I should say. So this was my deepest dive I've ever taken into it. And I realized that all four of our kids are empaths. Mm, for sure. And holy fuck. Yeah. Are we fucked? Oh, no. <clears throat> so I don't even know how to. So I just feel like I have to tell everybody this, that while I am an empath, I have not really looked into it. So I only know what I feel. 
I didn't really do a lot of research when I found out because I just thought it was like, I'm like, oh, I'm an empath. That's it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of empathy for people. Yeah, I just ha- I had been told that <clears throat> by a few different people. And so I was like, oh, huh, what about? What, a- what about that? And so I did like a teensy, teensy bit and like looked up like, what is an empath? Right. <laughs> And that's about the extent of my knowledge, so I'm going to learn a lot today. Yeah, and I, I expected to feel better after this little deep yeah. dive. Mm, no. Oh, no. Don't do that. Well, Sarah, oh, boy. we are complicated people. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. But I think after researching, like, I just, to, from knowing, you know, your kids and then, oh, my God, poor Avery, like, he is an empath through and through. Yeah, he is. I mean, maybe more than all of us put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it. I noticed it today specifically when we were visiting my Jiji, but I mean, he just really does feel and see things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the uh, so here, let me first tell you where I got my information. This Judith Orloff, she's an MD. She is one of the most, she has most books about empa- mm-hmm. empaths and how to be an empath and what it's like to be an empath and how to like handle your em- empathic life. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the articles came from her, Healthline.com and Psychology Today, which yeah. I just feel like Psychology Today should definitely like sponsor us. I know, right? We talk we about, use, them. We we talk them, about them all the time. So that's where my research came from. And basically what I did, just so, you know, full transparency, I took all of their lists mm-hmm. and combined them and tried to like kind of sort through them to see like what were the same, what mm-hmm. were different, and um, mesh them together in cool. a sense. So the obvious is, is that we have like great empathy. So we mm-hmm. understand the feelings of others. Super obvious, I know, but that makes us highly sensitive to everything. Mm-hmm. So this is true. This is true. <laughs> um, we have very good intuition. So we have, we, un- we pick up subtle clues, the gut feelings. We're intuitive. We experience the world through intuition. Mm-hmm. I think that that's why you and I are both more, a- I mean, I think you're more apt to do this than you think you are first before I say it. And you'd sure. be like, I don't do that. <laughs> but I think that's why you and I are more apt to be like, let's do this. Yeah. Like a, a little bit more mm-hmm. spontaneous mm-hmm. because it's, we trust our gut and we mm-hmm. trust what our intuition is saying. So we're like, yeah, if that's what I feel like doing, even at this moment, yeah, I think we should do it. Like you just know when something's right and when yeah. it's not right. Right. So we pick up on connections and we find things that people miss. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive. Mm -hmm. We're going to go like positives, negatives, that sort of, well, if you want to call it negative, right? Right. So here is the part of being an empath that is really challenging for Amy specifically. (laughs) So we absorb other people's emotions and take them on as our own. Yeah. That causes so many issues. Mm -hmm. It causes issues as a teacher. Mm -hmm. It causes issues as a parent. It causes issues walking down a fucking street. Yep. It's just too much. And I just feel like I'm going to implode. This is my biggest issue, too. Yeah. It's not now just your emotions. I feel all of mm-hmm. that. All of it. And it's too overwhelming. This is why we don't do well in crowded situations. Mm-hmm. I always didn't understand why it was so weird. I thought it... I am a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. as well. Usually empaths are. Mm-hmm. Because when we're in a crowded place, so by crowded place, let's like think pre-COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like a mall. Right. Concert, I'm usually okay because I've, like, had a few drinks and I'm, like, enjoying myself. Yeah, but I'm yeah, thinking, like, too. a mall, a grocery store. Oh. God, I don't even know. Any of those, like, Target, fucking any of that Anything. shit. Anything, yeah. Yeah. We absorb energy and it's both positive and negative. So crowded and busy places are unbearable for us. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Mm-hmm. The emotional noise of the crowd overwhelms us and it's intense. Mm-hmm. So we pick up on 
all the emotions of all the people. So, okay, for example, I don't know if this happens to you, but if I'm out to eat and I notice a couple is fighting, yeah, that fucking ruins okay. mm-hmm. my night. That's it. That's the end. I can't handle life anymore. I'm just like, there's no point in even being out right now. Like, I just want to like either go solve their problems or you feel the go irritability. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the irritability. Mm-hmm. Or I can see a parent being stressed out with their kid at yeah. Target. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can't take it. Like I'm like, it makes me not want to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. Not want to, but I want to breathe. But I mean, it makes me not be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. So like crowds are a lot for me. Like if I'm going to go in a crowd, it has to be a really good reason. So yesterday was my day out for the month. (laughs) Wait, you went out Friday. Well, we went out Friday for dinner, but there was nobody there. But it was like a COVID amazing dinner experience. We had like our own Hence the reason empaths love this COVID restriction is because we got like our own room. There was no one in the restaurant. Yeah, it was amazing. So that doesn't count. <clears throat> yeah. Because then we went to your house afterwards. So still doesn't count. Doesn't count. But yesterday. Which I have to say biggest compliment I think ever on my house was when Randall said, I feel like I'm at the beach house. I know. I was like, that, <laughs> no one's ever said that in four years I've lived here. And that is the vibe I've been going for. <laughs> I was like, I fucking love you. <laughs> That's another empath who doesn't like mm. know his, that and mm-hmm. doesn't know how to like manage it, yeah. which neither do I. I'm just learning how. Yeah. And so yesterday, speaking of yesterday, my son had gotten a Target gift card for his birthday. So he wanted to go on his quote. He kept calling it shopping spree. Right. With $15. So he, yes. He's like, can mm-hmm. we please go? I want to go on my shopping spree. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we went to Target. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking in and I'm holding his hand, even though he's 11, but as long as he'll let me hold his hand, I'm going to do sure. it. Sure. So I'm holding his hand and he like starts to squeeze my hand. And I realize that there's like 20 people walking into Target at once. And so both of us, I looked at him and I go, that's a lot of people walking in right now. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, (laughs) we were like, uh, so we went in anyways. He's like, it's okay, mom. We have masks. It's okay. We'll just, we can stay together. I'm like, well, yeah, we're going to stay together. So we went in and this kid is more indecisive than I am. We were in there for like two hours. No. He finally decides on what he's going to get. We leave. I have to go get groceries. So we go into Aldi. Oh, no. And again, so Aldi, the way that their, like, Mm-mm. first part is, and you're only supposed to be able to walk straight back and not go winding through everything, people don't care. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, parked in every area. And so it's like being in a grocery store pre-COVID was what it felt like yesterday. Oh God. And I was, like, gripping this, the cart wheel so bad. And I was like, we got to get out of here. And Vian was like, are you okay, mommy? Like when we got back in the car and I was like, bud, I said, I have to decompress. Yep. I have to get home. And he goes, I was going to ask you if it's okay if I just went to my room and spent the rest of the night there. And I said, absolutely. (laughs) So we both went into separate rooms and just like decompressed. And that was that. Yeah, that was that. Like we had to be away from other people because he he and I both were feeling And I'm going to talk about that. That is a huge coping mechanism, like a good one. Oh, like going off the on your decompressing. Own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but that happens to me. Like I can, I've learned I can do one store. Yeah, two was too. Two is too much. many. Mm-mm. And yeah, it's just not worth it to like Mm-mm. have the blood boiling like rage, and you're not even sure what's wrong with you. You're like, is this my social anxiety? Is it this? And maybe it's like all of it put together, but really, it's the emotions of all of them. I can tell. Who's not getting along? I can tell who's fighting on the phone with someone. I can tell someone who's having a good day. Positive or negative energy, I take it all. Yeah. And it's 
obnoxious because it's so intense. So what happens to me sometimes, and I find this really interesting, was that instead of feeling like an intense, specific feeling, even though I can tell and I yeah. can say, oh, that mm-hmm. person's upset today. I used to, my boss would always be like, how do you, do you have like a sixth sense? Because I would be like, are you okay today? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're okay today. And she yeah. was like, how did you know that? Like, how could you even yeah. tell that? And one time she was like, no, I'm fine. And then she was like, come to think of it, no. I've been really bothered <laughs> since last night about it. And I was like, yeah. She's like, how do you do that? I was like, I don't know. I can just, mm-hmm. I can feel it. Like mm-hmm. I can tell that there's not, there's something not right with you. Yeah. So I can feel that. But when, when I get into big situations like that, I don't feel any specific feeling. I feel like I'm being overrun with static. I would agree with you. Like, it's just that, like, I was just trying to explain to oh, people. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an individual. Yeah. It, it is. It's more like annoyance and irritation. Yes. Uh-huh. It's just so much noise, which is what I was going to get into <sighs> yeah. next. Not necessarily volume noise like that even though that is that is one but this is more the emotional Mm -hmm. noise yes of a room right Mm -hmm. which is why it really depends on the social situation if i'm gonna make it or not yep so along with the feelings of crowds and this could be in a crowd or not in a crowd this could be in your own home we have a high sensitivity to sounds, smells, and sensations. Oh, yeah. So jarring sounds, mm-mm. Mm-mm. It, it triggers an emotional response. Mm-hmm. Scott used to always say, do you have, like, a superhero sense of smell? <laughs> like, I would smell things that, like, no one else could smell. I'd be like, do you smell that? I, me too. You know? Or, <laughs> I mean, no one can get away with shit because I'm like, I smell it. Like, I... <laughs> And, and things that smell bad upset me so much. And, like, it's just I sense all of it so deeply and, and quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, sense of smell, definitely. And especially when, when you were pregnant, did you? Oh, you yeah. Like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I was like a bloodhound. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> like, my sense of smell is already really good. Yeah. But during that time, I was I could not smell anything without getting a migraine almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I broke a thing of sandalwood oil. Oh, God. And it I broke it by accident on, like, the wood counter in our kitchen. <laughs> so, of course, it soaked it all right. in, like, immediately. So then I was, like, like viciously <laughs> nauseated all, all the, the time. time. It was awful. So do you feel like jarring sounds upset you, too? Yeah, absolutely. I get surprised by them really easily. Mm-hmm. They shock me. Like, they scare me. Mm-hmm. Take me by surprise. Yeah. Scare me. And they just bother me. Like, it just hurts my ears, like, in an intense, like, I don't even know how to explain it. I always thought it was my trauma yeah. that caused this sound thing. And I, now I'm thinking it's probably a, just a combination of both. Probably. But jarring sounds, mm-hmm. a banging of anything, anything falling, I freak the fuck out. Yeah. Vian, when he was a when he was going into kindergarten, his very first day of school is standing at the bus stop with his backpack on. And as soon as we could hear the bus coming up the hill, he threw his hands over his ears and stood there like that until it was his time turn to get on the bus. I thought immediately, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's like like slightly autistic or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the more that, I mean, he's not because his social skills are off the roof, but his, just his sensitivity to, to hears, to hears, to hears. (laughs) Cheers to hears. <laughs> Sensitivity to the hears that go in his ears. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's not surprising now that I think about it. 
Yeah. So that's another thing that happens, can happen in crowds, is there's mm-hmm. that, there's just that noise, the underlying noise, the big noises. So those are the things that are very difficult for us. And that is why we have a hard time fitting in. Mm-hmm. So people don't really understand and they can get frustrated with us because yeah. we are exhausted and stressed mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. Or we could go to a party and like an hour in be like, I have to go. Yeah. Oh, I don't tell anybody I Irish. <laughs> I need to learn to have the balls to do that. Oh my God. I've been doing it since Nam. <laughs> Like, I don't care. You stay and have fun. It's cool. Yeah. Like, I'm Ubering home. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm at my limit. My limit. You know? And, and, and it could be that, like, if we were staying somewhere at 15 minutes in the bedroom would have been fine. Right. But, like, you can't get that when you're out. Mm-mm. So, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just, that's amazing that you've always done it. Because, oh, like, yeah. I'm just learning how to do that now. And Angie, who listens, she's my friend from college, so she can vouch for me for sure. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> I'm going to say that I give you props for that because <laughs> I never really had the guts to do it because I was still trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I'm going to suck it up I mean, and it, then not be able to move for like the next two days. Right. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy now that I think about it because I didn't know I was an empath in college. Right. But when I think about it, we had one bar on the whole campus. Where the fuck did you go to school? Bethany College. Oh my God, I applied there. You did? And I got in, and it was my dream college. That's it's so weird. I think it was like for journalism, though, right? Mm hmm. They have that's a great what, community. That's what I was going to go there for. That was what I that was. Because that was my dream. Yeah, same here. That's I, so weird. My freshman year, it was. Um, I, I just fell for in the love TV with station. it. I loved it. The campus is gorgeous, first of all. It's just a beautiful campus but in general. One bar? But there's one bar. It's Bubba's. I mean, this. Who knows by now? I don't know if they've opened anything sure, else. I sure. highly doubt it. I don't think so. I feel like I would heard about, heard about that because mm-hmm. it would have been like big news. Mm-hmm. And the closest place to go is like Wellsburg, West Virginia, which okay. is there's nothing there. Yeah. Or Pittsburgh, and that's an hour and 20 minutes away. So we just go to Bubba's. And I would go to Bubba's, so it's like the entire campus is inside sure. this tiny little bar. And so you're just like packed in and I would just get hit my max and I'd be like, all right. And I would just leave and not tell anybody. And I would walk home by myself. Bad. And it was like the best thing ever. Our campus. Sorry. I know. I went morbid on you. I know you did. But Bad I look, do, Sarah. I know, but I have to tell you, Bethany, when I went there, I, like I said, I have not been a good alumni. I have not been back. Yeah. I have. I was back for our tenure. But um, you feel like it was really safe. But I just felt very safe there. Mm-hmm. We had 750 students. Oh, my God. I mean, That's was, how many students are in my elementary school. Yeah. No, it was it was <laughs> tiny. It was tiny. I mean, we just... Yeah. It was just a very safe place. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there was... Things sure. happened on the campus that I didn't know about, obviously. I'm sure. Because I don't yeah. think any college campus can go without it. Right. But it just... It was just a different time. It was a different place. It was wonderful. It was a lot of hippies. We had our own shroom field. The DEA busted it. I may but... have gone to the wrong place. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But then our, our paths would have crossed too soon. Way too soon. Yeah. It would have been all fucked mm-hmm. up. So another thing about us mm-hmm. is that... <laughs> tell me if this happens to you. Oh, God. Because I tell you what, I can walk down the goddamn street and rando this can happen. People tend to tell their problems and ask for advice. Holy shit, 100%. I'm like, huh? Why do I know more than your best friend from since, like, you were 12? Like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Yes. 
people will sit down and tell you life stories. I know more things about people. I know. Life I, stories. I hold, I hold secrets from here to like mm-hmm. fucking Alaska. Like I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just that they, and that's, I mean, that can be a positive thing about empaths in a sense that we can help people and we can be there for them, mm-hmm. but it can be overwhelming. Yes. Um, so it's an important to have balance and boundaries and unfortunately we're more vulnerable to manipulation and toxic behaviors huh how huh. shocking how shocking and here's why we can't stop ourselves from caring mm-hmm. we don't feel for someone we feel with someone yep so if you're going through something i feel it too mm-hmm. so i can't just keep going right and not help you right and someone who is a narcissist or a mm-hmm. sociopath or whatever sees that shit and is like, Hurr. knows how to manipulate it. I'm going to take you in. Mm-hmm. So we take it all on and we just can't walk past someone who's in pain and not do anything. I can't. I just cannot. I know. Me neither. Like, I've never been able to do it with a student. I've never been able to do it with even like a teacher or someone like I don't like. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel everything that like you're not telling everybody else. Yeah. That's it. And sometimes I've gotten, in my older age, I've gotten bold enough to be like, I know you're not telling anyone this, but this is what I think is happening. Is this what's happening? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you're feeling this way and you're trying to just cover it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, f- I'll throw that out to you in the hallway. Yeah, I know. Okay. So speaking of you just like downloading messages. So she, I asked her like one, and it was a pretty like loaded question, but like one loaded question about my book because we were sending each other like, you know, stuff back and forth because we're both obviously going through the process. And she tells me this whole thing and everything that's coming out of her mouth. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, yes, absolutely. And I'm like, this is fucking great advice. And I was just like, this is amazing. And then she says, I was like, thank you so much. And she says, you better listen to that shit because that was a download from somewhere else. And I don't even know those were not my words coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I swear to you guys, when I read her work and then when I talked to her, None of this had been in my brain before. It was a straight download from the heavens. I was like, you better fucking listen to that and take that on as something because that was not for me. Yeah. I mean, and luckily I said it in a very kind and gentle way. Oh, yeah, way. you did. You absolutely did. Because I felt great. I was like, this is... Because I, I Sarah so had already been thinking this. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't ready to, like, go there. And right. so, you know, it's going to make that much better of a story. It is, yeah. And... I haven't been able to actually do those sorts of things until recently. Hmm. So I, I am why. sure that they have come to me and I've like stifled them. Ah, yeah. So that's that whole throat chakra. Right. I know it's busted open. And so I just, I, I and it, it could have been taken. Some people who perhaps were less, I don't want to say evolved, but like confident maybe evolved mm-hmm. would have taken it as pretty like criticism like some like you think I do I really do I think that any because anything that goes against what you've already done yeah I guess right that's what I was trying to I know and I know but I'm like like, so I would have had that thought in my brain to not to not voice it Mm -hmm. and then you know what would that have stopped it could have stopped a whole like train of things that are going to happen for you because you're going to change this book I feel like you've completely turned what I was going to do on an axis. I know, and I feel so good about it. Not about <laughs> me, should. but about your no, about your project. I, I feel so good about it. I'm, I'm like, too. I'm really excited for you. <laughs> me too. Thank and you. You better return the favor, bitch. I know. Well, you got to give me something to read. 
You yeah. gotta give me some of that stuff. I know, I know, I know. I do, I do, I do. I'm very. Stop I, being nervous about it. I'm very protective of my writing, and I'm very protective of my story. And empaths have struggled with criticism. I can vouch for that. So I would say I feel like I've been trying very. You have, hard. And, and it was incredible. So I think that that was amazing because it was like perfect timing in a sense yeah, too. It was. So we have a calming effect on other people, which is hilarious because we're not calm for ourselves. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. And we have the ability to heal people, like the power to heal them if we like tune into that. Mm. So people feel at peace around us. <laughs> I need to heal myself. But first. we're like dying inside. So yeah. I don't know what the Does hell. Does that never happen though for empaths? Like can I not heal myself? I think you can. And I just, I'm under the impression that in life, the more you evolve, the more you learn, the more you like changed your mm-hmm. thought patterns that I think you can. And I think then you're even can be more useful to other people. Cause like, for example, this is a perfect example. I've never been open to a download like that. Uh-huh. Right. And when people would talk about downloads, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? And it was the, it, I don't know how to explain it to people who wouldn't under, it, it's just the weirdest thing. Like all of a sudden, like. I opened my mouth and words came out and they were not my words. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and then as I was saying them, I was like, damn. <laughs> I, like, I am so good. I was like, this. I concur <laughs> with whatever's speaking right now. Because it was really good. Yeah, I think, you know, I feel like everyone has the potential to do that. It's just how open you mm-hmm. are. And I think that. I would say that probably a lot of our listeners have had at least one experience where they have said something that they're like, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean, to be open to it and, and to be comfortable enough to say the thing, I guess with the person too. Yeah. Yes. It, ha- it depends. Yeah. I think you're right. It depends on the relationship of the person you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. So we are a walking lie detector. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Except when we're being <laughs> gaslighted. Then we're like, what the fuck is happening? I don't get it. And that is why I have to tell you the whole thing with Jill. Like, that's why I think I have such a hard time with it. Not because of a lost relationship or anything that I... But because you got duped. Because I got duped. And and I would say that I agree with you. I think that gaslighting can happen to anyone. I just don't understand. No matter how intuitive you are. Like, people can be that. That's what... Well, it just said. Like, we're susceptible to toxic and manipulative people. Yeah. And, you know, now that I think about it, and I know I even said this in the gaslighting episode, that I kind of knew the whole time. You just don't want to... But I didn't want to... I was like, no, 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 no. Like, telling myself to shut the fuck up. And even when people are lying, I'm like... "Mm, I don't know. Like, maybe not. Maybe I'm I'm reading it wrong. Mm-hmm. See, I'm like, you're a lying motherfucker. <laughs> I know. Like, I know when someone lies every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't lie oh, at my all kids anymore. Are so, they're so fucked. <laughs> Vian tries to lie no, to me all the time. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not blow my smoke out the window. <laughs> no, that's what I did when I was little. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. Um, we do not, and I don't know if you would agree with this, like conflict. I, I hate it. I hate yeah. it. So you can hurt our feelings with offhand remarks and mm-hmm. criticism and any sort of argument or fight causes distress. Like I would rather just like, let's not be in a relationship anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'm going away. 
Like, so any sort of conflict is so stressful and that causes issues because then you're not bringing things up. You're not, you know, working through things Mm -hmm. and you're letting people go who like probably could still be in your life. Yeah. Well, it just, both of us do this when something like that starts to happen. We're like, and turn off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we just shut down. Totally shut down. I used to just turtle myself, like, turtle, turtle, and that's back exactly, into my shell. That's how I explained it to you before. Like, yeah. it's like I turtle in, and it's yeah. an out-of-body experience. I can see myself, and I'm like, but I don't feel anything because nope. I'm, I'm not there. Mm-mm. I'm not there at all. I don't, don't do that. I don't, I don't do like it at all. I don't like it one bit. I'm all about conversation. Me too. And discussion and maybe even disagreeing. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to raise your voice, fuck that shit. If you're going to raise your voice and call me names and tell me to fuck Done. off. I'm out. No, Mm-mm. what I do is I, and this is because. This is new though. Okay. This calming, scary ass shit you do. Yeah. Before. <laughs> If somebody would start would start to yell at me, I would yell back because there I would be matching mm-hmm. their emotions, and I never understood it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was like, "What the fuck is happening? Why am I getting so angry? And like, yeah. why am I letting this person make me so angry?" Right. So I didn't know, and now the calming stuff that I do, and it's actually she's scarier now, guys. Yeah, it's a little scarier. It's a like. lot scarier. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not on the receiving end. Mm mm. Mm like that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> what? what? It's like when my dad used to be like, I'm not mad. I'm just, just disappointed. disappointed. So much worse. So bad. Oh, man. Okay. This made me feel so much better because okay. this happens to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, people feel physical illnesses or at, we like empaths feel physical illnesses, not just emotions. So, I'll give you the example. I'll have to think about that. When my dad was diagnosed with MS. Mm, and yes. I, and I did the research for him. I'm not kidding, guys. When I tell you this, I couldn't get out of bed for two days. My, I think it's his left leg that's bad. My left leg, I couldn't move it. That's insanity. Like, I could. Like, that's so cool. And I, and I remember it specifically. I was on in Churchill... Um, in our house over there in the East End. And I remember like laying in the bed and I'm like, I have MS, Scott. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't move. He's like, we just found out about your dad's diagnosis yesterday. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, what do you mean you already have (laughs) And I was like, I can't move my leg. I can't. And I just couldn't get out of bed. Wow. It would not move. And then after that, and when I worked through that, if I would spend time with him or if I would think about things, then my leg would get heavy. And yeah. I couldn't move it. Mm-hmm. And that's just one example. I mean, we volunteer to do a lot of things in our lives. But mm-hmm. one of the things was we were going to work um, with AIDS patients. And so I took a course because you had to in order to mm-hmm. become a volunteer for them. And in within that course, I had AIDS. What? I went and got an AIDS test. Oh, Amy. We all know that Amy was a virgin before she got married. Right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I told that story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had AIDS. I'm sorry. Not, I'm not quite sure how, but I had it. So there's like hypochondriac portion of me, I understand, coming in here. But like I have whatever physical ailments, like I would be like, oh, I see a splotch or a mole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I see this. Like I can't, I could be around you mm-hmm. now where before I'd be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. there's a lump in my boob. There's right. definitely a lump. Everybody feel it. And I would have <laughs> everyone on the street feel my boob. Because I'd be like, it's there. I know it is. This is it. This is it, guys. This is it. So 
there's parts of like myself that I just am like, I thought I was crazy. I, I understand. And they called it something else at the doctor. It was like a psycho... Psychosomatic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you know that word, because I was like, my sister's going to yell at me for not knowing the actual word. Okay, the only reason I know that word is because I have Fucking psychosomatic symptoms. Jesus Christ, there we go. All right, there we are. So I was diagnosed with that, and I was told to, like, take more medicine. <laughs> mm, great. Get right with your sales Add and your brain. Because your brain is broken. Put some more pills on it. Um, but Sprinkle yeah. that shit on your pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, sure. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah. That's the way to get us, guys. Put antidepressants on our pizza. <laughs> and a little weed. And a little <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle it on. Sprinkle it on. So, yeah. I just, I do feel not any, not as much anymore. I feel like these are things, guys, I'm telling you these things, but you can work through them. And learn how to protect yourself from them. You can learn them. how to protect yourself. We're going to talk about that. Another thing, if it isn't obvious, we have a hard time setting boundaries. <laughs> So we want to keep helping you. Yeah. Even though there's nothing left to give. Right. We're like, just one more. Mm -hmm. Just one more. And that's why we come home and sleep for two days. Exactly. And that's why every day when I come home from work, I'm like dead. Because I'm like, now I don't have kids in the classroom, so it's different. But normally I'm like, I take on everything. Everything those poor children are having. I'm like, I just want to put my pocket tape. I know. And I almost adopt them all. So, I mean, I just take it all on and the boundaries thing I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I think you are too. I am. I'm, I'm practicing actually. If we weren't learning it, we couldn't do this. Right. And we couldn't write our book. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do other things because we'd be drained from that, which is where we were before. Yeah. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. Mm. Bring it. Closeness and intimacy is overwhelming. Our sensory overloads because of too much talking or touching. When you express your need for time alone, then you absorb your partner's hurt feelings. <laughs> what are you looking at me at? Because, <laughs> like, this is, like, blowing my mind. Oh, God. Because I so feel like hard. you might help me figure out my sexual issues in this episode. <laughs> I'm so glad I can help you with your sex. <laughs> Anyways. So, we sense every mood and irritation and their lies from a partner. Like, we sense it all. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we know before you're going to tell us. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I wish I couldn't. So, I like it. Because you're like a mind reader. Because I like to, yeah, because I like to just be able to. But then when they go and they don't tell you the truth when you know what the truth is, it's yeah. like. Disappointing. So, like, living with Scott, who, like, in his mania mm-hmm. was a, a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, buddy, like. I already know. Yeah. Cohabitating is difficult. Your partner's energy is always present and it feels like an intrusion. What about quadhabitating? Because <laughs> I, if I could put my kids in another home behind my home, it could still be kind of attached. Like there could be like a, you know, like a, a floral walkway, like an ivy covered f- walkway. It has to be floral. <laughs> it could have ivy on it. I mean, you know. if it's ivy, then it could be like the secret garden. Yes, it's like the all secret garden. totally cool. And then you go into this little tiny house that's theirs. Like, Will Randy go there too? <laughs> he listens to this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes no, he does. No, he would, he would be here with me. Okay. you know what though is awesome about him is that he knows this about me without knowing what it is exactly but he knows that i have to be alone that's amazing for at least like a couple of hours a week Mm -hmm. i mean i would love to have that a couple hours a day sure but that's not 
that's not logical. So he gives me, like today, he left for a few hours mm-hmm. with the kids and I was mm-hmm. here by myself in silence. Yeah. Mike's already getting that, which is kind Good. of great. That's why he took the kids yesterday. Holy so crap. That's early. I know. Right? For him to get. <laughs> um, co- so we view our homes as a sanctuary mm-hmm. where we can get away. And this is what's so important from the constant demand and emotional sense of like the world, that noise. Yep. Like you called it static, which I think is a yes. really good idea. Like that's so that noise of being out in the world mm-hmm. i'm vibrating guys because it feels you like, can't see me but i'm just like it's like oh yeah because not only is it like audible static kind yeah. of in your in your head but it's also physical like it static. Is. if you can feel that you can shit feel, through yeah. your arms and you just like and i think you know this is why like I, they talk about pets being grounding because mm-hmm. like when bella lays on my legs yes I feel like this, like, yeah, you feel like you can release everything. And I'm just brought back down mm-hmm. to earth where I feel like I'm like flying high in some horrible place with yeah. all these people's emotions. Yuck. So some will remain single. Some will have a private space in their home. And, but the most important thing is to have a partner who respects your boundaries. So I always have said that I've always wanted my own apartment. <laughs> Now this isn't this isn't like just with Mike. This is like with Scott too. This is with everyone. I just I want my own place, like so that I could retreat. That's not really feasible on a um, teacher slash person who hasn't even written their whole book yet. Salary. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> podcast that will be ginormous, but isn't yet. Um, so I do think that having your room. Mm-hmm. Which Sarah has done a great job of making her room a sanctuary. I've I've worked very hard at it. I've moved yes. it around several times, and I think we've got like a real good vibe. Going and I now. fucking love it. Like it just brings me down. Thank you. I love it so much. It's perfect. So I don't think that as an empath you have to be single. No. I think you can figure it out, but you have to have the right person. Yeah. Okay, you can tell me to cut this out if you want. Yeah. But she has been saying for a while with her and Mike, you know, getting more serious, <gasps> that she's like, I mean, it's possible to be married and live in separate houses, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I told Mike that, so it's not a yeah, secret. No, 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 it's not. But I didn't know if you were okay oh, you with can, me, like, you sharing. Can, you, you can tell the world. I don't care. <laughs> and it's not even that I just want the option. Right. To be like, I'm leaving or you're going to go, like, bye-bye. Right. Just, I just need a I just, day or two. I just need... That's it. Like, and it's the option. Like, 98% of the time, having him around mm-hmm. makes my life better. Absolutely. And I totally agree and understand. It's just that 2% where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die if one more person, like, has energy in a room with me in it, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, like you said, the energy in the room, it doesn't necessarily mean no. that, like, Mike and is the person that it you... It can be positive energy. Yeah. It's just energy. That can energy. suck you dry, too. It does. Yeah. So another issue with empaths is that we are targets for energy vampires. Holla. Holla. So they drain and sap our energy. Like they just suck us dry. Yeah. Narcissists will make us believe that we're unworthy and unlovable. No joke. Mm-hmm. The other types of folks would be victims. Mm-hmm. 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 The chronic talker and the drama queen. OMG. Mm-hmm. So they know that we're going to fucking listen. Like they see yeah, it. Yeah, They know right. it. They also know that we're going to listen to the drama. Mm-hmm. You know, and they know that we're going to take criticism. So we're going to be like, oh, maybe I do suck. Like maybe I am unlovable. Like, so these people find us 
yeah. or look for us. Or, I have no idea how I energy works. I think we put works. out the vibe. We put out the vibe. <laughs> and they're like, let's get them. And I just think of, when I think of energy vampires, I actually... <laughs> I want to suck your energy. I think of an actual <laughs> vampire, and I put that on their fucking face, and I'm like, yeah, peace out, sauerkraut. Okay, so I can't picture a regular vampire. I only picture Count Chocula. No, not Count, Count Chocula. No, Count. Count Dracula. Count Dracula? Was, wait, what was that? Or the Count. The Count. The Count. One cookie. Ah, ah, ah. Oh my god, I used to fast forward that when Avery used to watch it. But when I was little, I loved him. I loved the Count. Oh Count Chocula. <laughs> Count Chocula sucks our energy. Yes. Uh, okay, so this is interesting because I read this and I was like, 100% makes sense. And I did never, I never thought of this. And maybe if you think back to like corporate world or when mm-hmm. you were there, what this was like. So, okay. when it comes to leadership, mm-hmm. empaths cannot understand why any leader wouldn't put their teams first. Yeah. Slash employees. Oh my God. Yes. So, to an empath, it's a failure in leadership. It is. And the reason is, is that most empaths make excellent leaders as well. Mm-hmm. And it's because we listen to our team, we listen to our employees, we unite people around shared goals. Mm-hmm. So we don't ignore. If somebody would come to me with something, they knew to come to me because mm-hmm. their manager wasn't doing anything about it. So if they would come to me, they knew that I would take the next steps to take care of right. it. And it just, it used to blow my mind because I used to hear things like, well, you know, my one boss was always like, uh, you know, it's all about the people, you know wink right you know like wink and then be like but the numbers need to be here right and i was like yeah i mean i get it man (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a bottom line girl no at all Mm -mm. um and and i never understood like so i have my certificate in administration and Mm -hmm. that was what my goal was forever and then it was almost as if like (laughs) my soul got crushed yeah (laughs) so much that i was like nah Uh no thank you I still believe in myself as a leader. Mm-hmm. I just do it differently. And in schools, it used to be done this way. Yeah. And, and now it's more businessy. It is. So it's not it's not done in that manner. And I just, I can't get behind that. My soul will die. Yeah. Because um, the other thing about empath, empaths when you are in leadership is that we're thoughtful and attentive and we make sure each team member feels heard. It's so important to me. It is. Extremely important. I want to know what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, feeling a certain way about something, like, let's talk it through or change it or, what, you know, what do you want to do about it or mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, even with um, COVID, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was cared about. No, as not a, with as your a, job. As no. a human, mm-hmm. I was just like a, I forget what Scott used to always call it, like a cog in the... Cog in the wheel. Cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's all you are, honey. And I was like, that, no, I'm making a difference. I'm making a difference. <laughs> but it's not... Another brick in the wall. Unfortunately, he was right. Mm-hmm. I'm just a cog in the wheel. Yeah. And they'll, they'll completely replace me. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Nope. No. And you would think as teachers, it would be... I don't know why, because you have my babies, like... Right. I mean, I think my kids' teachers walk on water. Right. I and I will too. tell anyone and everyone, even if, like, they screw something up, I'm like, nope, they're still right. Right. Because, I don't know, like, they're they're taking care of your babies. Like, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> they are molding their minds. Exactly. So, I just, I feel like when this came around, there was just this really un, 
like, what do they call that? Like, the veil is lifted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, clear vision. I was like, what the fuck? Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody ca Oh, my God. I was like, you don't care about me? Why? Must us. I'm amazing at my job. <laughs> they don't the care. The children love me. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, as a leader, I would do it differently. And um, hopefully someday I get to be in that role because I think that I just think more people, I don't know, I just think more leaders need to be that way. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, there's more soul behind the job and people aren't dead inside. I hate to break it to you, but it's like every oh, fuck. single business, corporation, school district, everything is like that. I mean, I worked in corporate America for 20 years and I, oh man, my soul died. Like you said, it's soul crushing. It is. And I finally, when I got the gumption, uh -huh. <laughs> I got the moxie. <laughs> Which so, we'll talk about that movie next week. <laughs> to yeet out of there. <laughs> I did. Yes, you did. I, I was scared for you. I was terrified. Whew. And I didn't even know then that that was my anxiety. I thought her office was really cold because I was shaking. Oh, wow. Like, visibly shaking. Like, my arms, everything. And she was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, and it was really cold. My teeth were chattering. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and I handed I, her the letter, and, and like, she peace. was, yeah, and she was like, congratulations, that's good for you, because I said I was, you know, staying at home with my kids, mm -hmm. and, you know, they really can't say anything about that. <laughs> but what you really want to say. Yeah, actually. I, I, I think it was just when I realized, like, mortal, like, mortality, would that be the right mm -hmm. word? That, like, if I died, let's just say from COVID, tomorrow, mm -hmm. you would just, like, put a sub in. Right, and then hire there'd, a new teacher. There'd be no, like, fucking, like, mm -mm. memorial sad bullshit. It'd be like, mm, okay, that position yeah. needs filled. Right. And that hurts me to the core mm -hmm. because I would never, ever do that. I know. Like, I would never. And I just, I don't understand that. Hey, Warriors. As you know, Amy and I are in the midst of writing our books. And guess what? We have no freaking clue what we're doing. So we are super lucky to have, wait for it, an internationally recognized editor and writer, Amanda Filippelli, helping us out. And guess what, guys? She has a writer's conference coming up that is accessible to everyone. It's a virtual writer's conference, and it's on May 1st and 2nd of this year. It's in celebration of and focused on Mental Health Awareness Month because how to become a working author shouldn't be a secret because creativity is coping and your mental health relies on it. So you'll get to join writers, industry professionals, literary agents, and editors for a virtual writers conference that's a little different than what you're used to. They usually cost a gajillion dollars and are kind of inaccessible to starving writers in the first place. So what's the point, right? So Amanda has figured out how to make this accessible. Here's a little note from her. As a writer, editor, and book coach, I've long envisioned a better way for writers to support themselves using their craft while acknowledging that an active writing practice is good for our mental health. In that pursuit, I've spent my career creating a one-stop shop for writers who want to be working authors, providing everything from content creation to production and design to publishing and marketing tools, because your dreams should be attainable. Yes, working authors do exist. Yes, there is a path to your success, and it shouldn't cost you a paycheck. 
So let's get together and do this, guys. Amy and I are gonna be there. It is virtual. We still get to have amazing experiences. The schedule includes a completely packed day. 10.30 a.m., there's agent introductions and a Q&A panel. There's a writing and mental health with a guest speaker. And then we've got reclaiming personal power in the face of publishing industry. The agent pitches and there's query rooms. So you can attend your scheduled agent pitch prepped with all the knowledge and confidence that you need to showcase your work to these agents. There's a writing workshop for kids and teens. So grab your kids, bring them in on the experience too. And then there's a storytelling session. We're gonna end the day with art. We get to share your work with the attendees, watch and listen to other people's stories, find community and support in this wonderful tribe of creators. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty stoked. That's just day one. There is a second day to this too. So I cannot wait. And you guys, this conference costs, are you ready? $59, that's it. So go to theauthorconference.com. That's theauthorconference.com and go to the best authorpreneur conference that is out there and available to all of you. We cannot wait to join you in those two days. Let's do this together. We'll see you then. So we are interviewing a special friend of mine who I've only met once in real life. Her name is Kelsey <laughs> Jackson. And she um, I met her because she works at the Booty Yoga Studio in Arizona. And I happened to be there, unfortunately, when I went out to recover my husband's body. It was a very emotional trip. There was a lot going on. And I don't know. I just wanted to see the studio since I was so close to it. And I actually was looking to see Busy who had um, founded Booty Yoga. And Kelsey sends me an email back and says, you just missed her. She got on a plane to go somewhere. And then literally like the next minute, another email that said, but you could come by because there's lots of people here who would like to give you a hug because I had told her what happened. And I was like, I don't know. I just felt completely pulled to go. And so we were having brunch somewhere before we got back on the plane I said, I think I'm going to have the Uber guy take me to the booty <laughs> yoga studio, which is just so random, right? You're like going to see your dead husband, but like, you're like, I just feel like I had to go. And now I know why. So I went to the studio and I was a mess, but Kelsey was just like this most amazing human and her hug really was worth driving mm. wherever I drove to, to get it. And so we've been friends ever since then. And we just keep putting it out there to manifest that we will be together in the same place again very soon. Um, so she's a super special human. And I'm so happy that I've met her in real life, especially because it was such a strange, horrible time in my life um, to meet somebody new. Mm -hmm. But it, it but it was just perfect. And it was just a perfect collision of people. Mm -hmm. So let me introduce to you. This is Kelsey Jackson. And she is also an empath which is probably why we connected so well <laughs> upon first meeting. So we're going to interview her tonight and just kind of talk to her a little bit about uh, being an empath, someone other than Sarah and I talking about it, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to be here with you guys. Was that kind of what it was on your end too? Or does the story yeah. take a turn on a different way? Or No, I just find it interesting that it was like, not only like, because I think I didn't tell you that time because the first time, like when we met, it was like more of you telling me your story. And then well, it wasn't that long ago. I feel like it was only a couple months ago. I was like, yo, dude, actually, <laughs> that yes. was one of the worst times in my life too. Like I had just gotten 
out of a domestic violence situation yes. and didn't really have anything and was just basically like kind of in hiding aside from when I was going to work. And so I never told, I didn't tell you that until like, yeah, right. six months ago. And I was right. like, yeah, actually same, same. <laughs> yeah. We were both like at pretty low fucking points of our life. Yeah. And that's when I just believe in like how the universe brings people together. So agreed. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I offered the hug, but I needed it too. So it was oh, just perfect man. that you came. And- oh, that gave me feels. Yeah. Oh. yeah it was it was definitely a huge huge blessing to get to meet you and to be with you so how did you ever like when did you realize you were an empath oh gosh I think I realized at a really really young age I mean I was like that sensitive person I think most people who are empaths usually get that well everyone said I was a sensitive kid or things bothered me more or Mm -hmm. things like that and as I was growing up I didn't really have an idea of why I was doing the things I was doing but disassociation is a huge thing for me yes I still to this day like my my close friends know but still to this day, if I look like I'm not here, I am not here. Like yeah. I just, mm-hmm. sometimes I like control it and other times I'm like, I'm going to go I'm out, yeah. out yeah. of my head. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's interesting about that is that that's like training that they give FBI agents oh. so that if they're ever like captured or held hostage and they're being tortured for wow. an- information or anything is that they oh kind of teach God. them how to disassociate in order to leave the pain that's occurring in their body and be somewhere else so that they can withstand and hopefully, you know, get saved or something happen where they're not going to be in that pain anymore. But it is what they teach them. And I always found that super interesting because until I was older and started being able to be aware of everything was going on Mm -hmm. at a deeper level, I had no idea. I mean, I was seven years old and told people that I thought I was a siren in a past life. Most <laughs> Oh my people, God, that's amazing. Yeah, most people don't, even today when I tell that story, they're like, what's a siren? I was like, well, it's like the real Ariel, like before yes. Disney Channel got a hold of the yes. character. I was like, it's a woman that sang beautiful lyrics out of her mouth to the, <laughs> to the sailors and then drew them into the rocks and killed them. Oh my God, like, that's, that's you know, and That's and who so, I was. Yeah, that's who I was. And that's the only logical explanation, right? But, but things like I was that kid, though. I was like the kid that like didn't always have, I never had like friends. I hopped through jumps of people, like groups of friends so that I never got too close, never got too invested. I was the one like hanging out behind the bleachers with the stoners, but also yeah. in drama club, cheerleader, right. gymnast, figure skater. Yeah. I did all of the things so that yeah. I never had to get close to people yeah. because even at a young age, that's how I protected myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing until like, I would say like, not even until like mid twenties, like when I really, like I stopped abusing drugs, I stopped drinking. Well, I drink, but you know, like drinking for the purpose to right. go away kind of yes. thing. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was able to actually like turn in. That's when I found yoga and actually was like looking at all of these things. And cause there was no one ever around to be like, oh, this is odd. Maybe we should check in on this or something like that. It was yeah. kind of just like, let her go. And um, when I started to be able to check in, I was like, wow, all of this makes so much sense. The fact that I can literally sit here and cry from this movie that's on TV because mm-hmm. I feel it so deeply, but then something super traumatic in my own personal life happens. And I'm just like, La-di-da. Turn it <laughs> like, off. Fine. Yep. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. turn it off. But I, I am like that. And it's interesting. My son's the same way. Yeah. He's the same way where he feels things where, you know, like he always knows when someone needs a hug, even yes. if he doesn't know them. 
even if yeah. he has no idea he'll come and crawl on your lap and he is not a cuddler he likes his he's in his own space he lives in his own space he likes it there but when someone needs a hug or yeah. even if it's me if it's someone else he will walk up to them and give them a hug because he feels it too and you know that and that's kind of how I now that I see him like that I'm like wow that's exactly like how I was so yeah. now watching him it's really cool because I can be there on his journey through it and guide him through what these feelings are, what they really are doing and how we are going to protect ourselves from the other energies that are no longer ours. Because the longer you don't know you're an empath, the longer you continuously carry around all of this stuff from everyone else until you can release it. Exactly. All so intense. It's super, (laughs) super intense. We were talking a lot about um, before about crowds and how you take on like I don't know how do you do in crowds I don't do well yeah like my personality is very extrovert like if I'm with a close group of friends that I know like I'm the most ridiculous person people are like who is this girl like she's insane if I'm somewhere I don't know I want to stand in the corner by myself yeah Mm -hmm. because you walk in and you automatically feel all of this all of it Mm -hmm. you feel all of it and you can't and it's harder to protect yourself against something or to close yourself off to the emotions that are coming off of other people or the vibes or whatever you want to call it when you're in a crowd and you can't even pinpoint where it's coming from yeah right yeah and then it's an overwhelming it's like a tidal wave coming at you in Uh the crowd so like it's like one person I'm like okay I feel something I can I know that that's not mine because I didn't feel it until I came into your presence when you walk into a crowd and you're like I can't breathe that's exactly yeah yeah and you get that pain in your in your left side of your chest that goes into your back shoulder blade and you're just like oh "Oh, I feel like I'm drowning I always feel like it's like, I'm like, there's a brick on my chest. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't breathe. I cannot breathe. It's all heart chakra because you're filling everybody else's heart. So when it yeah. goes into the back, it's the back, it's your opening the back of your heart. So you get that pain in there that you just cannot like get away because it's so deep into that like shoulder blade. Oh but my it's all God, heart Kelsey. chakra. Yeah. She I just have this chronic pain in my shoulder blade that will not go away. Like years, I'm talking years. Mm-hmm. So, so do I. Same. I, I sleep so you know. with a spiked massage ball mm-hmm. in my back where that is. Are you serious? That's a great I used idea, to say. Actually. I used to say to <laughs> yeah. like the, the, the massage therapist, I used yeah. to be like, sometimes I just want to get a knife and cut. And like cut I'm like, out. if I could yeah. just like cut right it there. So bad. It's constant. It hurts so bad all the all time. The time. Mm-hmm. And it's all the work. It's because you are constantly holding in your heart. Whether you're protecting your energies or not, you're still holding that hurt or that even the happiness. It's still holding something that's yeah. not yours. It doesn't yeah. really belong there. So it's right. still a weight on your heart. And the more you're carrying, the heavier it gets and the more pain that's going to happen in that area. It's all heart chakra. It is all heart chakra. You are so right. It's crazy because I've known I've been an empath for a long time, for several years, but I never... I was telling Amy, like, I never did any research on it, oddly enough, because I feel like I look yeah. up everything mm-hmm. and I don't know why I never looked this up. And so I've never practiced protecting myself until very recently from other people's energies. I've always talked to my therapist about disassociation and I kind of felt like maybe there was like something wrong with me. Like, like she was broken. having like a psychosis, like, psych- like a psychosis episode. Yeah. Like I seriously was worried. I'm like, what is happening with that? But this makes so much fucking sense for you to say that like makes me feel so much less of a weight yeah. because I yeah. felt like I was broken somewhere in there, but damn. I think feeling broken is a pretty normal thing. Mm. 
It's a pretty normal thing. It's just because what we are, we're having this misconstrued notion of how we should work and how we should be and how our thoughts should work and our feelings should work because we've been taught these things for so long by people who didn't know anything. And I say that and I'm just like, they didn't because they are yeah. all individuals and sure. you can't teach about one per, or people as a whole when we're not a whole. Right. And so I find it's like the that foggy feeling too. Like you can't remember things. You're like, you feel like things are falling out of your head all the time. You're like a space cadet and you're just like, well, you just like nailing shit on the head. That's exactly it. Yeah. Because there's so much more going on than, than, and you know, like other people's brains, other people's thought processes, other people's feelings. They don't, theirs don't extend as far as ours do. And they don't feel the way that we feel either. So then when we're having all these feelings and we start talking about it, what's the quickest response? Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with psychics, <laughs> with mediums, with Reiki yeah. healers, anything yeah. that's a little bit different that we all know works. So join the train when you're ready. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. anything that's different it's like either just like quite not even questioned a lot of times it's just like you're crazy it's like yeah. why do we throw that word around we're mm-hmm. not like yeah. actually it might be the other way around really <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. i've been told so many times the word eccentric has been used for my personality lots of times mm-hmm. <laughs> and i take you know i take it though with a thank you <laughs> yeah, I'm not boring, so yeah, that's cool. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll take it. And you will not be bored with me. No, you will no. not. So do no, you we have... have lots of things? Oh my god, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything that you practice to try to either release energy or block energy or both? Because I think you know like way more than us mm-hmm. now that I'm hearing <laughs> you talk. So there's like a lot of different things I tried and it's all like trying different things. And like you said, it's a, it's a, it is researching, but you know, honestly guys, this is crazy because like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not into social media and all these things that much, but TikTok has the best information. Okay. Lily says that all my the daughter, time. my daughter, she's not lying. She told me she, she knows shit about things that she's like history yeah. facts and this, that, the other. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, TikTok. She's like, I learned it on TikTok. They're teaching like they're if you go on there and you get that's where they call it like empath TikTok or psychic what? TikTok she because your algorithm me. starts yes. to oh. see what you're watching. She so was trying to, to more stuff to like me. that. Oh, yeah, my God. I, OK, so I got into it because it's less reading and it's people talking to you. Yeah. You know, it's still yes. it's like almost like a form of connection, because even through the screen, you can still like kind of feel yeah. when, what they're doing. Like, yeah. I'm going to be honest, I see those the tarot cards ones and I do those I believe in them they're like solid but there's some people where I do feel where I'm like okay girl <laughs> this is not real but you know like those there's yeah. some that they really are and the people yeah. are giving a lot of great information about things that people don't talk about right yeah like there you can find it on there so there's like different things on there but a lot of it was research and trying different things so like taking a shower and sitting down and but then visualizing the water actually hitting you instead of just I'm in the shower like water's cleaning me like just actually visualizing the water hitting you on the back wherever it may be hitting and having it literally just white wash away like turn it into a visually like I don't need this energy it's not mine especially if you've been carrying it all day yeah anything visually really really helps yes we and then, talked about that we both yeah. do that and we mm-hmm. did it instinctively we didn't mm-hmm. even know anything about it I was like anytime I'm having this feeling I have to get in the shower or the bath I feel mm-hmm. like the water and I'm just like and I sit it, in the shower yeah I never stand up in the shower anymore ever ever every single shower I take even if I do twice oh, really? a day I have to sit down and I like 
kind of like fetal position mm -hmm. it and then I'll like let and then release like everything out. And yeah, was, and that's perfect. I was actually then, at, sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, you go. <laughs> um, I was actually at the card reading for my son and um, Faith said that she imagines herself in the shower specifically because it's a place where she feels like the energy can go. Mm -hmm. That she imagines um, that she'll like empty out all the energy through her body from like head to toe and that she shoots it out the heels of her feet and, and she imagines it in like gold dust. So it's like, you know, like this beautiful thing of like releasing the Getting energy the and then like she watches it like spiral down the drain and that's her, you know, visual aid for it. And I've been doing that and holy shit, has it made a difference, honestly, in the light. It really does. That's amazing. It's, it makes a difference in the heaviness and in, in making it lighter. Right. It's crazy. Well, well there I go again like saying that word. In terms of like uh, acupuncture. Well, that's a different mm -hmm. way of saying it. You're not calling something yeah. saying that, that situation. <laughs> yeah. Just wild. Like, well, we'll call it wild. Said. Wild. Uh, then like think about acupuncture, you know, like when they do that, they're actually putting needles into each part and like that's releasing, which is why if you have like, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to learn Chinese medicine, but like that's a mm -hmm. whole nother ball game. Yeah. But yeah. when they're doing it for like, say you hurt your left ankle, they can come over into the right arm and that's where they're right. going to place things. Right. And so, so when you're doing the water and it's hitting you and they're each droplet is an, its own little entity, it's kind of still that same pressure point. So it's pressuring, but then it's allowing the release because the pressure yes. stops. Hmm. So anything like that, like, like for my son, like deep squeezes, like pressure, like, you know, people who don't know that my son has autism or anything, they probably think that I'm like really rough with him, but I just have to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's the same type of thing. It's like holding on. So you're almost holding on to everything. And then when you release, you're releasing all of it with you. Mm -hmm, same in yeah. yoga with the deep breath in through the nose, exhale out the mouth, you're releasing it. Mm -hmm. Lion's breath comes from that, being able to release any of that. And those are all things that help. Like when you're, you notice you've been carrying it around or maybe you've been carrying it around for a really long time. Or if it's been something that maybe you, some, like I feel like trauma that you witnessed that wasn't yours too is something mm -hmm. that we not only hold in our hearts, our yes. heads, and our bodies, mm -hmm. but it's the one thing that you're going to hold on to for the longest. And what I found is like a ritual of some sort. Hmm. Like I've done where you write it on a piece of paper, burn it and watch it burn. Or right. I've done like even so much as taking like, taking the whatever it is and putting it in my head and taking a bat. Yes, I'm going to say it to a tree. They're mm -hmm. fine. They're big trees. They can handle <laughs> it. But that initial impact, that pressure, that point, that like triggering your body of like that intense sensation that mm -hmm. kind of t overpowers what's already in there to then help yeah. it release. Yeah. So things like that help. And that's almost it's actually that's the easier part. Really, I find I find it's harder when you have to protect yourself in the moment. Sure. Like without, if you cannot, like I'm the type of person who will be like, Hey, I'm going to go peace out. I don't want yeah. to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't used to be like that. I used to just sit and take it even though I was uncomfortable. But at some point you just get to the point you're like, you know what? There is this, I am an empath and that means I have a huge heart and I want to help everybody. But what point does helping everybody start mm -hmm. to really hurt yeah. me? Right. Yeah. Because I've had to learn that so many times. I will push myself so far to help someone else to have myself end up in a gutter where I have to crawl my way back. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. Those are the scary, that's, that's the scary part of being an empath. And because sometimes we're so in, 
in it and so involved that we're blacked out. We don't even know what's going on until we're yes. like laying on the ground and done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the same way you got here last time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We were just talking about that. And I yeah. was saying that I've, I just recently have gotten, you know, the, the courage or the bravery or whatever the fuck you want to call it, woke up enough yeah. to walk out of situations. Normally I would just like try to keep the peace and I would try to like make everybody, I still wanted everybody to like me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to push through, but it would deflate me for days because I pushed through. So it's just better to just leave. Mm -hmm. And Sarah was like, I just fucking said, bye bye. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I've been, I told her, I was like, I've been doing this since Nam. Like I would just be like, Bye. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I don't I mean, even like, say like, bye. I just leave. No, you just got, like kind of sneak away. Like you I do. were never actually mm -hmm. there. Like I was You're never like, there. Hey, yeah. This was cool. See ya. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, people would be like, when did you leave? And I was like, oh, I mean, like right before you did, I think. Like, like you I'm going home were, to get a bath. Like, like, I don't even, I just say the next day, I'm like, I was there the whole night pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Cause when, when you don't do that, also weird things could happen. I had the weirdest thing. So through like all of my practice of protecting myself, right. Well then COVID happened where I wasn't around anyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that practice went away. I didn't have to practice yes. anymore. I didn't have to sit here and be like, okay, I'm okay. This isn't mine. I didn't have to do my little like repeating things in my head to convince my own self that it's not my own shit. Somebody else's that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And so when I slowly started going back out, I was like, I can't do this. I can't be around humans. I don't want to be around <laughs> yes. anyone right now. Like I actually got to the point where I was like, I think I hate everyone. Yes. I don't yes. know what's going on. Like yes. I hate everyone. Like yes. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. That guy that looked at me, I'm going to punch him in the face. I found so, so angry about it. There's the mantra I hadn't. Yeah, like everything. <laughs> and so then like having to relearn and be like going back into like being around people. I'm just like, okay, this is like kind of like starting over, which is almost humbling. Yes. Yeah. And like remembering like, okay, yeah, this is really, really hard. But I had this instance where I had gone to, um, I had gone to a memorial service for a friend and we were there and we were sitting at, um, on a bench and I had one of my other friends next to me and she is what you would call like the energy sucker. Like her mm -hmm. energy is just so high all the time. It's very like up here. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to like separate self from like, you have to be like a level 10 to like separate from that type of energy. Right. It's really difficult. And I hadn't been practicing and I honestly was just like so distracted. I mean, we were at a memorial service, so it was already like emotions everywhere. And I right. was like trying not to really be there. And something happened and she freaked out, like jumped up from the bench and like ran away. I went with her. I had no idea. Like I had no idea what I, my body was doing, what I was doing with my yeah. energy. I, I was like a split second after her, like before I even knew she was getting up, my body just like took over and just went with it. her. Like her energy literally took my whole energy wow. and my body with her. Oh my God. And I get over there and I just like start crying. So I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like I lost com complete control. Oh my like God. almost the feeling of someone else being able to like throw a net over me and pull me with them. Whoa. Right. And so that was actually probably the most intense thing that's happened, like at least in a long time, in a long oh time. And so after, but after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to be going out in public. I need to start doing stuff again. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, that can't happen because it, it did, you know, I will use, now I'll use the word crazy. That did look crazy. It did. Yeah. That was yeah. like, I would, like, I would label it like, I don't know what this happened, but it wasn't okay. Then I'm having to apologize to a couple people. And they were like, yeah, you would never normally act like that. I was like, I know. 
<laughs> I know. I can't tell you what happened. I didn't like it, but do, do here you we think are. It was like your energy felt like it, you needed her or she needed you. I mean, maybe because we've been friends for so long, but I don't know if it was just such a quick, intense spike of energy that it yeah. just like overwhelmed everything. Like- this is so powerful that it can literally take control of my body. That's wild. Before I can even think about what's happening. Mm -hmm. It took me a split second to like come back and be like, wait a minute. (laughs) What what just happened? (laughs) That was not something I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I think those little little reminders are good things though, because once it's the same thing, like a practice is a practice. And then as soon as you think I got this, that's when it's like, we're going to show you that you don't because you (laughs) have to, you have to upkeep with it. It's a daily thing. What do you do? You said you say some mantras, but like, what are all the things you do to try to protect your energy? Cause I need, I need lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's really about like on the days where I am like more like ungrounded, it's really hard for me. Like if I'm ungrounded, I'm probably going to be ungrounded all day. I can try and come back, but if I'm really up there, it's probably, I'm flying for the rest of the day. Do you think you wake up that way or does something happen? Okay. I think I wake up. I don't ever remember my dreams. I remember mm-hmm. feelings from dreams yeah. and then I'll sit and wake up and one time or I'll wake up in the middle of one and be like, I got to go back in. And yeah. <laughs> and, I'll yeah. that. Then, and I, in that moment, I do remember what happened. And then I'll go back in, get back to the dream. And I remember like being back in it, but then I'll wake up the next morning and not remember anything. So I actually think that I go somewhere in my dreams. Yeah, I don't think that I stay like I've had those moments, too, where I'm definitely asleep. And then it's like that jolt, like you almost like. Yeah. Fall out of your body yeah. or something and then it brings you back in mm-hmm. and that's how you wake up. And like I've I've I'm I I mess around with the lucid dream and I mess around with this cool stuff. Like it's it's so cool. But I like most of the time I'm not doing it intentionally. Yeah. When stuff like that happens. So I usually think that maybe it's like if something is trying to tell me something in my dreams, it can affect how I wake up, mm-hmm. depending on what whatever the message is supposed to be, whether I got it or whether I didn't, or if it was a warning or something like that, it just like starts my day off at a, if I'm up here, then I'm, I'm trying to be more protected Mm. because I'm not grounded enough to be able to feel like, I like to think of it. Like if your feet are grounded into the same earth as somebody else's, then you're going to be able to feel the vibrations from them. Mm -hmm. So if I mentally am up here and like in the clouds, then it's a lot harder for their energies to get to me because I'm not, but I'm also not engaging with anyone because I'm not really here. Right. So when I, when I'm grounded and it happens, like, I mean, it happens a lot in yoga too. You know, you go in to teach a class and you walk in and you can kind of be like, all right, well, someone in this room had a bad day. Someone's yep. having a good mm-hmm, day. Someone's mm-hmm. really struggling. And then yep. someone's just kind of here. And yep, then you're yep. like, wow, how do I foster and cultivate this safe space for mm-hmm. such different emotions? And then trying to sit there and like, it's all about reminding yourself that it's not yours. Like if you can label whatever it is. So if you go in and you're like, yeah, like, like I just did, like somebody's having a good day. Somebody's upset and being like, okay, these are all somebody's. They're not me. I can channel into that and hope that whatever I'm channeling into comes out of my class through movement because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier than words because you're moving through stuff. Right. And, and in hopes of that, but being the protecting part is labeling what it is and what it isn't like yeah. just coming to in your body. Like, is this mine? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Like when I get an immense amount of anxiety out of nowhere, I know it's not mine. I usually am going to have something that wakes. I have, a dream that I do remember and I have anxiety that morning or I get a phone call or something happens or I can always tell why I have anxiety 
Yeah. If I have immense anxiety out of nowhere, it's most likely not mine. However, if it's anxiety feelings, those are a lot harder to protect yourself from yes. control because you already yeah. have them. They're there. Yeah. Yeah. And anxiety is like the worst thing in the whole world. Yeah. Because you're constantly vibrating at a higher level, which is exhausting. Oh it's, my God. Tell me about it's it. It's so exhausting. Yeah. You can have like one conversation with someone over coffee and be like, I got to sleep for three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Oh my God. It's yeah. So true. It's so true. Depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Or like with, that's why I really like Reiki too, because you don't necessarily have to touch anyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, some, some, some practitioners do, but for the most part, you can just go right over. And then that's not that, that's not that connection, like skin to skin, mm-hmm. t- hand to touch, anything like that. And when you don't have that connection, which makes it so much stronger because you're literally putting your vibrations into somebody else's and then also opening yourself up through connection to be able to take on theirs. So even with yoga, like self-adjustments, it's like great, you like clearing the energy in your palms before you Mm -hmm. touch someone else. Like I know if I'm feeling really off or if I can't put a finger on like what's going on with me or if I just know that I'm not feeling myself, I won't even adjust anyone. I won't touch them. I don't want to give like there's practices you can do that you that's supposed to protect. But I don't know, you know, like as a someone who does that, you don't know if what you're practicing protects the other person. You can hope it does. But So I'm really conscious about that. And same with like hugs too, because it's a full embrace, right? Like you eat, it's, you're going to okay. take on whatever that person is holding mm. in some sense, whether you know it or not. And, but for sometimes it's like a, when you do, like when you're talking about trauma too, because I used to work in drug and alcohol rehabilitation. And those are some, that was like one of the hardest times in my life because everybody has a story. Right. Everybody's got something yeah. as to why they're there. And then that's when you're trying to like help people, but then you're getting so attached that it makes mm-hmm. it it's dangerous for you. And that happened to me time and time and time again, which then that's when the protecting and walking away when you need to comes in. Right. But yeah. it's hard to do that. Like, I feel like I turned 30 and I was like, you know what? I was like, I told myself, I'm going to stop giving a fuck. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to do me. I don't want to do anything for anybody else. Like living my life for other people is really annoying at this point. (laughs) And I'm just like over it. And then like fast forward six months. And then I really was like, yeah, fuck everybody. Like I'm doing my own thing. I don't care. You know, like I was like, okay, you know, I feel like we're going to have extensions for goals moving forward for sure. But like going to that kind of headspace, like, yeah, I can say that, but of course, you know, I'm still always going to have that little like twinge of like, I do, I really care what you think. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, depending on who it is, I think people who are emotionally connected just have that because they do want, they just want to love. They want to love. They want to heal. They want to be yeah. there for people. They want to help. And it's not for them. You know, like when I buy somebody's coffee in the line before me, it's not because I hope that somebody does it for me the next time. It's just truly, I want to help someone. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's why empaths are like amazing people, but really mm-hmm. people need to understand how hard it really is. Exactly. It is very it's hard. Really so hard. hard. It's um, so hard. We, we talked a little bit, you and I talked a little bit on DM about the, like when things were, I don't know, the past six months, right? When things were, tensions were so high. Yeah. And I said to you, I was like, I can't, like I was feeling everything politically. Mm-hmm. That was what our first episode yeah. was about, right? right? Mm-hmm. And just with the different protests, I mean, everything, I felt it all. I felt all of it. And I was like, are you feeling weird? <laughs> and Kelsey's like, yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single time, like they had, 
especially during that time. I think the first time it happened, it was with all the um, sex trafficking, the kids sex trafficking that was going on. And I am a huge, I don't know what the word is. Like I'm really, really against it and I need (laughs) to stop. Yes. I'm trying to be like appropriate about it because it's just so ridiculous to me that it's even an issue. Right. Along with multiple other things that have happened in the last little bit of time over well, all of our time, pretty much. Sure. And I actually, like, I was going to, um, like, the walks. Like, I was, like, actively involved in all of this stuff. But it got to the point that it was triggering me so bad mm-hmm. that I went into a massive depression. Yeah. yeah. Massive depression. And I had to take a step back from it because, I I mean, I'm, I believe in things that I believe in. And I've done a lot of research to believe in the things that I believe in. And, um when stuff, when I feel that strongly about stuff, it can literally make me sick. Yeah. And so on top of that, then with, yes, with the election, with everything going on this year, everybody's just like, and outwardly, everybody was not kind. Not at no. all. Mm-mm. It was collectively hateful and mean. Yep. There was no kindness. And yep. I think why we felt that way is because it was just a truly heartbreaking moment to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. everyone across the world just being so mean yeah we just mean Mm -hmm. we're like everybody's just mean Mean. right now mean totally mean and it was so divisive Mm -hmm. yeah it was one way or the another yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you're not on my side then f you i hate you yeah and it was that fast and it was just like wow we were not we were not brought here to hate each other and be mean to each other we were brought here to inspire to create with to love to share mm-hmm. to just like be on this earth together and to feel like knowing all these things have been happening for so long but to have almost an explosion mm-hmm. of a huge volcano erupting and there were so many times over this year where I was like oh dude it'd be so nice to just like be driving up a mountain and just like skirt you know like just off <laughs> yeah. like I'm done like mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore because 30 years of life has been a long time even thinking about living 30 more is exhausting Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Well, and the, <laughs> the energy in the past year or even, I don't even know how many years, whatever, it was so heavy that it was just like, I couldn't even, it wasn't even my own life that was causing me the anxiety, which is normally what it is. And I was just like, I, I don't even know the people. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I had to turn off the news. I had to like, I had to get off of things because it was, it was affecting me so much personally um, in my space. So I, I did a- that too. I stopped watching the news. I stopped like being on like the CNN, Twitter. Like I got yeah, rid of all that exactly. stuff. I, was, like, I, I turned off all notifications. Yeah, because it was just affecting me so deeply because I care so, so much. much. Right. Oh my God, I care so much about everything. Mm-hmm. It it's like the girl from Mean Girls where she's like, can't we all just bake cakes and yeah. <laughs> eat things like rainbows it's like real like that scene in the movie was like a huge deal and like everybody laughed at it but it was like no but seriously no, seriously. no but seriously like, can we can Please? we because i want to join that thank you <laughs> she doesn't even go here she doesn't even go here well i won't go with her where she goes go wherever she goes <laughs> yes we'll start our count compound right yes now. oh my gosh i'm yeah. so down i'm so down for a compound Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Of kindness. Keep uh-huh. all the meanness out. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so with your depression, Kelsey, like I, I've been struggling really hard and I've been doing a lot of research on different ways to try to alleviate this depression. Cause I suffer from treatment resistant major depressive disorder. And I'm wondering now, like, as you're talking, if I'm ever going to be able to not experience that because, because of, of being, being an, an empath. empath. 
Do you is want the real it, answer or? Yeah, no, I want the real answer. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think that I, I really think that empaths are just going to suffer from depression. Fuck, I think it's going to baseline like mine. Like, I think that I'm always like at a baseline, pretty depressed, like a genuinely yeah. depressed person. Like I may not seem like it, but baseline mm. underneath all of it. Like I'm, I'm definitely a depressed person. I struggle with it about, I would say twice a year and it's not necessarily at like a season or anything, but twice a year I, I have what I call the great depression <laughs> and, <laughs> and it lasts for a while. And like, while I'm in it, I always like, logically, I know that I'm going to come out of it and I'm going to be fine. And it's always, but when that happens, it's actually just like literally me being completely broken down to the point of nothing just so that I can rise again. It's like yeah. a reset. Yeah. So, it, and it happens, but I, I mean, honestly, like on a, they're on a daily basis, I'm depressed. And I think it's just, right. and it doesn't matter what's going on. Like I could have the best day. Yeah. Good things are happening. Like, you know, stressors are falling away, but yeah. I'm sad. I'm just sad. Yeah. And there's not always a reason why. And I just, it's just there. Most but I also the think time, that it there's not a reason. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, just like I a, hate it. I don't want to be beautiful then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different type of beautiful. It gives you a deeper understanding for the world around you and for, everything it's like all about how we think about it like yeah nobody wants to be depressed but when I am depressed then I have a good day I'm a little bit more grateful and like and it's the smaller things too like like oh you know what today I went through a whole day and I didn't like actually have like a bad thought and it's like mm -hmm. it's a big deal and yes. remembering that remembering that those days are like they do come and then but also then it makes us these people who are on a different level who are able to help the people who are more depressed than us because we understand we understand it, it. Mm -hmm. we understand it just like when most things you wouldn't go talk to somebody about something who doesn't understand it besides therapists i guess because you know therapists right. will sit here and they have all the schooling and it's amazing but if you've never tried to kill yourself before mm -hmm. or had like really or, or you know anything that comes from depression you're not going to understand it on a level that just because you read a textbook and past your 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 college which was great really awesome it's just, i'm still not gonna feel like you understand right because if you're not in it like if you've never been in it and even the person i am when i'm out of it mm -hmm. i look back at the person who was in it and i'm like you didn't really get you don't get that like you still don't get you each other get, no you don't get each I other agree. i agree and so like mm -hmm. i'll write myself notes in it and out of it <laughs> no sense. that's so smart to be like you know and I'll, and I'll try to write things in it to share with people because I'm like, people need to know, like, other people are in it too. Right. If I can, like, bring myself to write, I will write because I'm not in it right this minute. So it's different. But, like, when mm -hmm. I'm in it, fuck. It's like, almost it's a like different you're in a world. whole different space. Yeah. It's like a whole different realm. It's just it's like, like a another different, dimension. Yeah. For it's real. Just not, it's that whole it's, dissociation. It's not here and, and none of it. And so and so if you're not there, you don't get it. I get what you're saying. Like a therapist can help. But if you've never had this feeling, then not what you really don't know. I know. I do feel like a lot of therapists go into therapy, though, because I they agree. are some level I've really of never met, yeah. a, not, not, none of my therapists that I've ever stuck with have ever not suffered from depression. Yeah, I've never not had, like, some level of... I usually leave yeah. the others. 
So <laughs> that's what I do. I've had my la- my therapist now I've had for about a year. But what I would do is I would like get in, tell them the things they'd all like say sorry, which like don't apologize to me for my life. Like right. it is yeah. what it is. Like yeah. I lived it. Like get out of here. Like I know it's an appropriate response. I've used it sure. before too. Sure. But at the same time, like I don't need you to apologize to me. But this one I've actually stayed with because before I got this pattern where I would like get to the point where we were actually about to do the work. Like we're done with the talk. Like sure. give me the background. Now we're going to sit down. We're going to do the work. And I'd be like, actually, I'm going to go. Um, this has been great. Um, <laughs> and then a year or two would go by and then I'd be like, oh man, I got to get a therapist and I get a new one and then I do it again. But this one I've kept for a year. Like we're, <laughs> where I was like, it's time. Like we should probably fix, we should probably work on some stuff. But my therapist now too also does have depression, but it is a question that I ask now. It is. It's a really important yeah. one. Like I, I never forget the reason I stuck with mine was she was like, well, fuck. At the end of my story, I was like, that is the appropriate response right there. <laughs> That's what my therapist, like my therapist said something along those lines too after the first like session or two where she'd yeah. be like, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just right. be honest. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I know it's a shit ton. It yeah. sucks. I yeah. would, you know, I get it, but yeah. But yeah, at the same time, like as long as they have like some understanding, but if like, you know, it's hard too with social media now, you see what people want you to see. Sure. Yeah. And then so like maybe like somebody really does like feel a certain way, but that's not how they perceive themselves online. So then you never know, really. And I feel like that too is that's like social media world. Like that's why it's so great that you guys are doing this and like working to like let people like talk about this shit because no one talks about it. It's all cookie cutter. Like I do that stuff like um with my son who has autism like I go and I join Facebook groups and all this stuff and it's like look at the sensory room I built or look at this or look at that or he did this and I'm like that's so great but I want to talk about the fact that like am I the only one that locks herself in the closet and tells her son to get away from her so she can have a minute so that she doesn't like lose it completely like has anyone else done that anyone else slam their door in their kid's face because like hi I have and I'll I'll admit it if someone wants to talk about it with me (laughs) no absolutely that's the stuff that people don't talk about yeah where you know you like lock yourself in your room because I'm like I'll I'll kill him like if I if I'm around him one more minute Mm -hmm. like that's it that you know and you just need a fucking minute Mm -hmm. but instead it's like this fucking like bullshit that they just play because it's you know social media right so we're just going to pretend yep. we don't pretend here. No, we don't. <laughs> no. And I don't pretend on social media either. I will post sometimes when I'm feeling like shit because I feel like people need to know that. And I yeah. honestly, though, I've gotten this reputation probably of being like, oh, that that girl, because I'll get messages and be like, are you OK? I don't want those messages. Are you all right? I'm worried about you. And I'm like, I'm fucking fine. Like, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the kindness. But like, I'm just trying to be honest about where I am in life and I'm not going to have perfect days. And uh, you don't either. I so, usually put yeah. a disclaimer that says like, disclaimer, yeah. this is not a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking I, honesty. Yeah. It's like, it ha- and it's so stupid that we have to do that. Like when I yeah. wrote a post and it didn't even really say the answer is just basically like, Hey, I'm having a hard time getting out of bed. Like, I just want to stay here for forever. Like mm-hmm. just trying to be honest to like connect with someone who needed to be connected with. Sure. And, I, and exactly. people message me like, stay strong. Don't kill yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what the I'm like, fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what if, seriously? <laughs> 
I'm not going to post on Instagram about it. Like, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm just trying to help people. And it's like, don't kill yourself. Yeah. It's okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, well, thanks wow. for letting like, me know. Those people have not been through shit. <laughs> no. So they don't yeah. realize that, like, when someone actually does take their own life, like, they're not going to tell shit. They're not going to tell anybody. No. Like, it's, it's so, oh, God, guys. Yeah. I mean, I've tried it both ways. I've tried to not tell anybody and it was a fake cry for help. And I've tried the other way and not, and, and it, yeah. that didn't work either. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so are you really, truly only um, 30? Yeah, I'll be 31 this year, but I am, I have lived a million lives. Yes, I, I do believe you have. I yes. can tell for sure. You are, yeah. You are an old soul for sure. For sure. I was going to say when you said that by 30, you were, I was able like, to, huh? I know I was like, we well, are just are figuring this out now. I'm and 42. She's 42 and I'm 39. So it and took I, us I, a I, lot longer. I feel like you and my son would get along. Maybe you live together at some point. <laughs> <laughs> another child no but i just i feel like <laughs> i do kidding. he's like an old just like he is that. an old like he, he reminds me yeah oh he and could it, it is like that i think it's well i didn't have like the typical childhood i like came out the womb and had to be an adult essentially sure. so i think when it's like that and then just like and i also still feel like i carry around like my i'm a firm believer in past lives and reincarnation yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and karmic and everything like that and i feel like some people do just end up carrying around their past lives with them throughout the yeah. rest yeah i and i think i'm one of those people and and that goes back to the whole siren comment like there's no seven-year-old mm-hmm. that would just know that Right. Sure. Absolutely. Right. So it's like that's why I feel like I've always just carried them around with me. I actually want to do past life regression therapy. Oh my gosh, to me too. See if I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. I was a passenger on the Titanic. Like I'm I'm a hundred percent sure. I don't doubt that actually, because when yeah. you said it, I wasn't like, well, no, I like yo. Yeah, like, we were definitely. um we yeah. were told before we ever did anything together, there she was like, What is the connection between you two? Like You've done something big, but never made it big, but you're going to do it this time. Yeah. And then she specifically was like, you guys were together in a past life. Yeah. And you are co- deeply connected and you're going to do something big. Like that we've life. tried before mm-hmm. and it didn't go and we're trying. Yeah. I believe it. Cause like, so you remember like what back in the day, like when we were emailing me, like, yeah. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Of course I do. Okay. I just didn't want to, so, I didn't want to bring no, it up and just, like. Yeah. No, no, I just, but I, I was wondering, I was like, yes, I think she I remembers, but like me and Sarah had the same type, like kind of connection mm-hmm. before awesome. me and you did, Amy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, look at us now. Right, the three of us. Look at that. And it's wild. really cool because Sarah was my first, like really like touched my heart type person oh. I got to meet through my job. Same like when I was like emailing you all the time. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. And then, she... and then I got to meet you, Amy. And then now here we are three and a half years later. That's all wild. three of us sitting in a closet. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> She went above and beyond for me. I remember you telling me because, like, <laughs> I think it was at a point that I was like annoyed with something about it the was company because and- it was the person before you. Yeah, just didn't even respond to me. Yeah, and then when and she, she did and, and respond, Sarah said to me, "She's like, but this Kelsey girl, I'm telling I you, said, she's amazing." And yeah. I said, "She has such compassion." Yeah, because the, I the, never put two and two together. I did. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I did. When she. um emailed but you, you were in a place I wasn't going to be like hey I know her remember <laughs> like you know that just was not appropriate it was not really appropriate that's why no. I didn't jump I in with my it. story of knowing you either it's okay we brought it around full circle yeah. at the end that's okay that's okay yeah 
but yeah, it was just, I got this like very canned response from the person before yeah. her. It was an autom- an automated email because yeah. I was supposed to go to Italy and they mm-hmm. were like, well, you should stand to your commitments. You committed to do this class and You're you should like, do it. And I, I was like, cancer. hi, I have cancer. I can't come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelsey yeah. was like, yeah, we're going to figure this out mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. I was like, oh, the hell that's not going to yeah. work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I just like start, literally just started working there and I was like, oh, fuck this. We're fixing yes. this shit right now. <laughs> She had it. I had been emailing for months. She had it fixed within like hours. I'm not even joking. Man, she's, amazing. she's amazing. She's amazing. It was oh, crazy. Kels, yeah. we love you so much. <laughs> so much. This is so cool. I this know. is a great. I know so many things now. I know. And now I yeah. feel like I, just like we're trying to do here, I feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. And I don't yeah. feel like I'm crazy. Like you said, like yeah. I was starting yeah. to feel like I'm a little bit coconuts. Yeah. I wonder too how much of our mental health issues are from wrapped up in the empathic. I, I know. And that's funny because like as she's talking about certain issues or certain like experiences, I was like, oh my God, this experience in my life here this time mm-hmm. makes so much more sense now. This mm-hmm. makes so much more sense now. And things with my kids even. I'm yeah. like, wow, that makes so much more sense. It does. I feel like if you did, like even if you did your own like kind of like study in a way where if you were like, okay, raise your hand if you're an empath and let's say like 20 out of the 10 or 20 out of the 50 people raise their hand. And then you ask if your hand is still up, how many of you think or have been diagnosed with the mental illness? Mm-hmm. I almost guarantee that at Everyone. least nine, at least like 19 of the 20. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because it's a deeper level. And I think that sometimes like even like things that happen when you're an empath can even be misconstrued as a mental illness. Right. Especially if you're younger and your parents are trying to take you and getting you diagnosed and parents don't really understand what's going on inside their kids. So they're just like using their own words to describe it, which will probably come off more medication wise. Mm -hmm. And then they get medicated and they didn't even need medication because it's just that they felt more than a normal person. That's what I saw when you guys were doing this. I was so proud of both of you because it's so like both like stepping in to like, as women, like clearly supporting other women and actually talking about like the real shit that no one talks about. Like, I don't want to know how to cook cookies in 20 minutes. Like (laughs) tell me how to not, tell me how to live my life without it being painful. Like tell me I'm not alone. Just like you said. And I think that the more people, the more women that stand up and say, hi, like I'm not okay. And it's okay. Yes. Is, is a beautiful thing. And more and more women need to do it because there's this stigma behind not being okay right like we have to be these put together women and it's like dude no i want to go get drunk and stand naked on top of the car <laughs> some nights. like i want to do yoga sometimes like i am i am my own woman and like it doesn't mean like it that's all that matters and, you like, know what it's so true because you can be both of those people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we definitely can because we are I mean, hello grew up in a a trailer park i'm out here doing yoga with blonde hair and i'm not fighting people in the streets anymore so like we move on sometimes we get drunk and take off our clothes (laughs) yeah that doesn't ever go away i think that's just a thing (laughs) it's just a thing especially if it's tequila okay give me tequila the clothes are coming off i know it's a song but it's actually real in my life Kelsey, I I love love you so much. I love you so much. I'm so glad. No, I seriously was having like kind of a shitty day and I I feel so much better after just like being able to like talk to you guys because it is one of those things where I get like you get it and it's like, it's all kind and it's all love and it's not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
It's all about helping collectively form a better world for everyone, including our kids. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Your soul is just, isn't it dope? I know she's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So happy our paths cross. Thank you so much. We will, um, we're going to put that out there, manifest that shit. Yeah. Yes. See you next year. See you. Okay. See you next year. 2022 (laughs) is our year. 2022. We'll talk to you before that though. You're going to have to come on. We're going to have to do all kinds of other fun stuff. Thank you. Thank you. (gasps) Thank you. Thank you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Production and editing for this podcast by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. You can find lots of bonus content, including exclusive episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. We are thankful beyond measure for your support there. Patreon and Google and Apple podcast reviews are how we can continue to bring you episodes just like this. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Until next week, warriors, remember to hold on. We're gonna make it. Say it now, say it proud, say it now, sing it with me, alright. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, sing it.